the Rookery Radio Hour proudly presents The Boy Detective Corps in The Case of the Missing Brother, created by Thomas Bell, starring Thomas Bell as Ronald, Madison Hatfield as Kenneth, Brand Peacock as Butch, Hoover Wind as Howie, Shannon Thrift as Chief Daly, Francis Chang as Ophelia LaGrange, Ian Custer as Bill Baxley, Christopher Shothamon as Oscar, Ken Diggs as Burt Baxley, Clara Niblink, and Andrea Doom as reporters. Narrated by August Pollock. Performed live at the Highland Inn Ballroom in Atlanta, Georgia on June 10th and 11th, 2015. Cold and hot and hot on your trail, one group of gumshoes dares to tackle the cases no one else wants. They travel through the smoke-filled pool halls, unlit alleys, and downtrodden burrows of the soul. Pursuing perpetrators past perilous plights, they claim the grime of crime from the loafers of John Quincy Everyman. They are the adopted uncles of danger, and the most crime-solvingest case-crackingest bunch of ten-year-olds around. The Boy Detective Corps! I'm Ronald, the leader. And over there, that's Kenneth. He's the brainy one. You bet I'll outthink those stinkers. That's Butch. He's a wise-cracking muscle. Just point me at the wrongdoing and my fist'll do the rest. And that's Howie. He's got an attitude. Goddamn right I do. <laughs> together, we band together to form... The, the Boy Detective Corps! We begin tonight's episode outside of the Cartwright Building, where Chief of Police Harrison Daly sits in his parked police cruiser, sweating bullets. Negative, Chief Daly. Still combing the office. Over. Ronald, we can't get caught. Do you understand me? I won't go to prison, Ronald. Not again. How long before we know if there's anything there? Sit, Rep. Kenneth, any telling forensic evidence? I'm getting nothing, Ronald. It's really something. Not a single misplaced hair or fingerprint or errant blood spatter. Butch, how's that safe coming? Well, I might be able to hear the tumblers click into place if you'd stop talking right in my ear. When's the last time you tried cracking a Johnson & Sons brand safe? This thing's locked up tighter than my mom's room when she has one of her special friends over. <laughs> Howie, is our suspect woken up yet? I gotta tell you, Ronald, this chloroform stuff that the chief gave us sure packs a punch. Perth hasn't done so much as twit since I threw this rag in his face. Sorry, chief. Nothing new to report. Over. Oh, Christ. I know I'm gonna get canned for this. Not to worry, Chief. As soon as you hired us to investigate this Frederick Jefferson Schmidt character, he was as good as jailed. Over. Yeah, that's, that's great, kid. Let me know when you've come up with some evidence. What else, Chief? Over. What? What do you mean, what else? Why are you still talking instead of looking? You didn't say over. I, I didn't know you were done talking. Over. <laughs> of course I was done talking. I had stopped talking. I don't know of a clear indication of having stopped doing a thing other than not doing that thing. <laughs> Are you gonna say more? I really can't tell if you're gonna- Over! Over now! Read uh, it loud and clear, Chief! Alright, guys. It's up to us now. Let's nail this guy. With evidence. <laughs> evidence of what? I'm still not clear on what we're looking for, Ronald! Yeah, he just rounded us up in his police car, drove us here, jimmied the lock with a crowbar, and told us to collect evidence. Well, well, he wasn't specific, but he did say something about this Frederick Jefferson Schmidt character taking pictures of the ladies. What's so bad about that? The ladies don't know about it. Also, they're naked. What would anybody want with pictures of naked ladies? Girls are gross. Yeah! yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, we can all agree on that. We still gotta get some dirt in this Schmidt guy. You heard the chief. Keep looking. 
You know, I'm starting to question the motives of Chief Daly. I can't put my finger on it, but something tells me that what we're doing might be illegal. Yeah, the Chief knows best, Howie. I mean, he could be up here with us. He was up here to let us in. Then he went back down to the lookout in his car. This is dangerous stuff these guys are doing. Yeah, if this is all safe and legal, why is it- <laughs> Boys? Boys, come in! Is there any more to that sentence? No, very damn well there isn't! Over! What is it, Chief? Over. I'm calling you back and aborting the mission. Head on back to the station for a debriefing. Over. Oh boy, I bet they're gonna give us a medal or something. Yeah, I can't wait! We follow our intrepid tots as they arrive at the West Easton Police Station, only to find a media frenzy. Come on, Chief. Uh, what's the scoop? Yeah, you called us out here in the middle of the night for this. What gives? All right, settle down, settle down. Thank you all for your patience. I'm now pleased to announce that one of West Easton's most wanted has finally been apprehended by the boys in blue. Oh, crap, daddies. We're too late. Now, it wouldn't be right for me not to mention the help of a very special little girl who helped make this possible. Uh, uh, what now? You all know her from her popular book series. Here she is, the girl Gumshoe who caught Frederick Jefferson Schmidt red-handed, Ophelia LaGrange. Ophelia LaGrange! No fair! Chief! Chief! Over here, Chief! Why, of course, I'll be saying you'll stop for them, Mrs. Bartlett. I just. Over here, Chief! Um, Chief. Excuse me, Mrs. Bartlett. I'll be back Chief. shortly. What Chief. is it, Ronald? Uh, Chief Daly, uh, why didn't you mention the, uh, the boy detective work we did for you? Well, uh, Ronald, it's uh, because it was a secret mission. A secret mission? Like spies? Uh, yes, whatever your name is. Exactly like spies <laughs> without warrants. And do you know what happens to spies who talk about their secret missions? No. They go to jail for treason, and they don't come back. Now get out of here, you little scamps. See, I just don't like that guy. For many reasons. Oh, man, Ophelia's coming over here. What do we do? We're going to handle this like adults. What, we're going to be patient and eventually erode his self-confidence from the inside out, creating deep psychological scars? Exactly. <laughs> Well, if it isn't the Boy Detective Squadron. That's Boy Detective Core, thank you very much. Whatever. The day was once again saved by me, Ophelia LaGrange. Ah, you were just lucky. Yeah, if we had had a little more time, we would have nailed that guy. It just goes to show that a whole pack of boys is still no match for one extremely capable young woman. Yeah, well, we'll see about that. Right, Howie? Hi, Ophelia. Oh, hi. Well, this is where I leave you boys. My fans are clamoring for a new book, and I need a new mystery. So long. Guys! Guys! I need your help! Or I could stick around for a few. Bill Baxley from the second grade? What is it? Guys, you gotta help me. My brother's gone missing, and... Hey, is that Ophelia LaGrange? Focus, Bill! What is it? Uh, right, right. Uh, so yeah, my brother and his friends have gone missing. Somebody dared them to go into the old Shepherd place, which we all know is haunted by the ghost of old man Shepherd's widow. Yeah, yeah that's right. Stan's reason. And they haven't come out in a week. Wait, wait. You claim that they are missing, but you've known exactly where they are for the whole week. Why didn't you tell anyone? Because we've been trying to find them in the house, that's why. We eventually mustered up our courage and went inside the house. Ghost be damned. Good for you, Bill. But we can't find them anywhere. That spooky mid-sized Victorian haunted house is empty. Aside from some old hobo nests. You know, I might just stick around for this one. Oh, no you don't. This mystery's only got room for one kid sleuth unit. Beat it, you dame. Aw, 
Isn't it cute, Bill? The boy detective squadron's afraid to solve a mystery with a girl. It's boy detective core, and we aren't afraid of anything. Especially solving mysteries with girls. We, we do that all the time, like all the time. So you wouldn't mind showing me a thing or two out of the boy detective handbook then, would you? No, no, no way. We wouldn't mind at all. Howie, what are you doing? Uh, we want to show her up, right? So prove that boy detectives are better than dame detectives? Everybody knows that already! But yeah, yeah, we, yeah, I do. I don't like the sound of this. Trust me, Ronald, the fellow won't get in the way or nothing. Right? Cross my heart and hate the guys. Yeah, fine, she can come with. But we do all the sleuthing, understand? Loud and clear, fearless leader. So, are you like the Ophelia Lagrange? Bill, focus! We follow our sophomoric sleuths as they trek down to the spooky old shepherd place to investigate the disappearing children. I got a bad feeling about this, fellas. Kenneth! Stop embarrassing me in front of Ophelia Lagrange. Yeah, Bill already said the place was empty, right, Bill? So, Ophelia, in your book, The Mystery of the Mummy's Innocence, how did you know to look for Constable McLaren's wife's purse in the canopic jar of Hamafet? Actually, I would like to know that myself. Are we gonna solve this thing or what? Spooky house, right there! Misting people! Mystery! You guys heard the fearless leader. Let's go check out the mystery house. Stop calling me that! Here, I'll go first! Hello? Uh, would you get a look at this place? It's so big and ominous. Good thing we're on the case. Well, I'm so brave, Holly. I know, right? What did you say? Nothing. I said I'd like your dress. This place is truly empty. There's almost nothing here. Almost. Except for the faint mechanical sounds and the foreboding atmosphere, of course. <laughs> yeah, like I said, there ain't nothing here except for a few abandoned items and hobo nests. Nothing to hide in or behind or nothing. My brother and his pals came in here to prove they weren't afraid of no ghosts. And then, poof, gone. But that would mean that they were afraid of a ghost. What would? It's a double negative. What are you gambling on about, Butch? You're the muscle and there ain't nothing here to fight. But that would mean that there was something here to... You know what? Never mind. So what now, boy detectives? Are you going to split up and look for clues? No. I mean, yes, but that's the next logical step. But not because you said so. <laughs> well, don't let me get in your way, fellas. No, don't stop me from not letting you get in our way. I am not currently doing that. Well, don't start then. I won't. Good. <laughs> You know, with the pictures, this is when they start kissing and stuff. Lily, don't! Shut up, Kenneth! Everybody shut up! Aren't we supposed to be finding my brother and his pals? We still don't know where they are, or if the ghost got them, or if they've been turned into ghosts, or if the current ghost adopted them as their ghost children or something. I think that ghosting might not be the only option. I'm just trying to get everybody back on the same track. He's right. We have to put aside our differences and find these guys, regardless of any shortcomings that might come with being a dame. Hey! These must have been some fancy pants hobos. Just because you got a few books and the police chief openly acknowledges your involvement, you think you can prance around in your nice skirts and soft... Wait, wait, what'd you say about hobos? I said, these must have been some fancy pants hobos. Why did you say those words specifically, Butch? Well, these hobo nests are all around the place, but they're full of really nice clothing, like Peter Platt's wears. Peter Platt's? You mean the richest kid in town? You're right, Butch. These hobo nests are made of designer clothing, specifically Vincenzo Antonioti brand. That is a peculiarity. Most of the time, fancy and hobo don't belong in the same sentence. Except for Clean Rupert, the most extravagant vagabond. That's so interesting, you know? I could listen to you talk about your knowledge of hobo lore for hours. Yeah, yeah I have a sneaking suspicion that these aren't hobo nests at all. 
Good find, Butch. And furthermore, these articles of clothing are all weird. They look like Vincenzo Antonioti clothes, but the sleeves are all different sizes. As if somebody didn't want them. Wait, but, the, but hobo's ditching fancy clothes. It just doesn't add up. Yeah, we've moved on from the hobo hypothesis, Bill. Wait! Over there, that very large pile of defective clothing in the corner. Is that light emanating from it? I think you're right, Ronald. Wait, you do? Look at this, Ophelia. Hey, hey, Ophelia, look at this. Look at what I found. It seems the floor is hollow under this large pile of clothing. A, a clue! clue! That's right, Ophelia. A clue. I'll start digging. I'll start digging through that pile of sort of fancy clothes. Hey, guys, there's a trap door. Wow, would you look at that? It's like a factory. Except it's full of kids! There's so many of them! And they're all making Vincenzo Antonioni clothes! Well, ain't these an industrious bunch of fellas? Could it be? And the hatch! The hatch is open! Come, my brothers, the time to act is now! Today we cast off the chains of capitalism that bind us to these sewing machines! No longer will we clumsily make designer clothing for people who have more money than sense. Go forth into the world with fresh eyes. Be the change we want to see in the world. No longer will we sit idly by while the man exploits us. For this is not the age of the man, but the age of the boy. The young will inherit the earth. Look upon this group of Sikhs who has liberated us. Not men, but boys. And also a girl! Hey! Please, O Liberators, tell us of the post-revolution world. How old is our democratically elected leader? No more than 12, surely. I, I'm not quite sure what you mean. The revolution, where the politically motivated youth have overthrown the oppressive elders who would allow such crimes as homework, bad times, and, to a much greater extent, child labor sweatshops. <laughs> well, we, we just kind of found you guys. Yeah, we was looking for ghosts. So there has been no revolution? The aged still hold the keys to society? Yep. Well, shit. <laughs> Billy! Billy, is that you? Bert! My older brother! We didn't know what happened to you. It's the weirdest thing. We were in here being skeptical of any ghosting that might occur on the premises of this, the old shepherd place, when we get clocked in the head with something heavy. The next thing we know, we're chained to a sewing machine and making clothes. Well, the important thing is that you're all free now. You know, you boy detective core types ain't so bad at sleuthing. Wait, you mean that? Everybody relax, the press is here. Uh, you can't see a stream of missing kids pouring out of a reportedly haunted house and not get that scoop. How did you guys get here so fast? Uh, we can smell a third act break from a mile away. And boy, did we head pay dirt. I can see the headlines tomorrow. Designer sweatshop liberated by Ophelia LaGrange. Son of a bitch! What's next for our pint-sized private eyes? Will they ever get the recognition they deserve? Will they ever track down the connection between the sweatshop and the designer clothing? Will Howie ever sort out his confusing trouser feelings? Find out next month when we rejoin the Boy Detective Corps!
the Rookery Radio Hour proudly presents the Boy Detective Corps in The Case of the Missing Brother. Sound designer and podcast producer Simon Kern. The Rookery Radio Hour is directed by Ian Custer. Follow us at facebook.com slash rookery radio hour for live show dates. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes.